0: Revision.io
1: So, uh, does everyone hear me? Okay, awesome. Uh, So, a few uh, ground rules for all of us so that we facilitate a nice discussion. It is really important that everyone speaks and I want all of us at the end of the discussion to come out with... uh, interesting people that we've met, interesting ideas, and kind of a message about what we should be doing in the daily life that in any case we uh, follow. So um, how to start with like if everyone can stand up and for five minutes we do a little turn around and everyone speaks to the peop- to everyone saying like, hi, my name is, uh, and these are my expertise. Don't focus on the company you come from or if you kind of, you know, you work for a corporate or for governmental, but like, you know, more like understanding what's the skills that we have on the table. And then we're going to do another round uh, for everyone to say it quickly on the, on the microphone so that we make sure everyone is uh, kind of aware of what's going on. Okay. So, if we okay, because there was a limited amount of time. Now, like we do a quick round, so everyone says their name, uh, their topic. So, if it's biology, if it's uh, technology, and then if it's like the public, private, or um, you know, but don't focus again on the company or like you know, if you work for a conglomerate more, like understanding the kind of, what representation of humanity we have around the table.
2: I'm Joe, um, I'm
3: a student right now and I'm studying politics and government and so I'm related to that in the, in the ways in
4: which,
3: oh that's all.
5: Hi, I'm Axel, I'm from Hamburg and I work in higher education and designing workflows for open education, and open science and developing open educational resources.
6: Hi, I'm Tom and I'm interested in partnerships between businesses and organizations to try and help solve some of the problems that businesses face engaging with social issues, environmental issues and this
7: kind of thing. Hi, I'm Maria. Uh, I'm an architect but now working more in research and uh, dealing with water infrastructure in cities and how we deal um, with urban waters.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Vamsi. Uh, I work with the climate uh, change and sustainability data sets and I'm interested uh, to meet people who offer technological solutions to climate change impacts and climate change consequences. Thank you.
3: Hi, my name is Uh I work, work mostly in choreography and what I'm mostly concerned with is what's going on with how sister groups of people are going to be affected
8: uh, performance-wise, body-wise and intellectually. Hi everybody, I'm Nathan and uh, I work in a startup and I'm trying to find the best ways, to the most effective ways to communicate about climate change. Uh, to get everybody on the same uh, boat and uh, to create the change that we need to see. I want to exchange with you, yeah, me too.
2: Hello, I'm Ryan. I work in civil society. Um, I'm an events organiser, so I bring some of the biggest civil society organisations around the table to get them to cooperate uh, and work together to solve problems, climate change being one of the biggest on the agenda.
0: Hey, I'm Scarlett and I'm a graphic designer with the more
4: like
0: social, cultural and
4: environmental and conscious layer to the work that I do. Hi, I'm Petra. I'm an archaeologist and cultural anthropologist. I worked on climate change and water management and so on in the past and I use that uh, to explain uh, all these issues to uh, people today so I'm doing science communication. Hi, I'm Lena. Um, I'm from the economics and tech side and trying to bring startups and corporates together and also, um, if possible, in terms of sustainability.
1: Hello, I'm Katya. I'm a communication designer and um, recently I'm focused on social responsibility of corporate uh, uh, companies.
2: Hello, I'm Ligi and I'm writing software. Hi, I'm Karim. Um, I'm a scientific entrepreneur, biologist by trade. Um.
4: Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm a product manager and um, during the day, but I'm more interested in what I can do every day to help climate change not to happen.
9: (laughs) Help it happen? Hi, my name's Kay. I I focus on sustainability, uh, specifically uh, consumption. I do design, marketing and technology work.
7: Hey, I'm Luisa. I'm a dream facilitator and I'm constantly looking for ways to improve myself and others around me.
3: I'm Johannes. I work in climate finance and I'm increasingly interested in the inner human transformation needed for an outer sustainable journey.
7: Hi, I'm Carlo. Uh, I come from the field of anthropology and sociology. Uh, At the moment working in social work focused on people who face uh, forced migration.
10: Hi, I'm uh, Benedict. I work mostly on help companies become more sustainable and change their energy infrastructure, and always looking um, for people who uh, help or can, can facilitate uh, this change with those companies. And c- come from a background of technology and uh, business.
1: Uh, I come from a business background, but today I have a startup that is fighting climate change uh, through technology, through data analysis. Um, So, to tell you about what we're going to do within this hour, um, I want us to focus on understanding climate change from two perspectives. One is the side of the stakeholders, so essentially understanding who's involved in addressing climate change and uh, making this as quick as possible. Um, And then the second aspect with which we're going to start is trying to break down this very confusing, uh, difficult to communicate and complicated idea that climate change is. It's uh, it's not one problem, it's a collection of problems, it's not one location, it's all over the world, but it has different faces, so how do we kind of start even thinking about this? Um, And based on this, uh, the idea would be for us to kind of come out with uh, a conclusion on whether we need to do it individually as the public or the private sector. Is there someone that is a particular stakeholder that is going to win clim- against climate change faster than the others? Uh, or does someone play a bigger role than another? So kind of coming out with a better idea about this. So uh, what we're going to do now is I want all of you to uh, tell me off the top of your mind, don't try to be like too deep with regards to like, you know, all the things that you know about uh you know carbon, carbon capturing and all that kind of stuff. Just whatever ideas come to you of let's say um this is for simplicity, we have six teams that are the are basically climate change. This is related topics to all these six teams are uh, uh, essentially what makes up all the issues that we have related to climate change. Okay. So I want each one of you, uh, or like some of you, to tell me um, your idea of what is a good waste management solution, not only from an individual perspective. So an example would be, let's say, recycling uh, as an individual or as a company. Um, but like, think of it not only from you, what you do in your household. Think of it from someone that works in the p- private, public, corporate, uh, NGO, okay. big institution like uh, UN oh, sector. So, wow. let's start with, uh, do you want to have uh, yeah, uh, like okay, two okay. minutes, like some brainstorming by yourselves, or shall we jump straight into it? You ready? Okay. You want some time?
2: Well, the, the, I feel like the, the most important issue is missing. Which one? Uh, nutrition, like
1: what, what are we going Sustainable living, that's it okay let's let's go through the let's go through the uh, to make it easier so that we're sure that we understand the, to make sure that we're defining in the same way what we have here um so this is a good start we have here nutrition any other ideas to to define better each one of those teams
8: So, I would say waste management, uh, I wouldn't say something, but maybe reduce, reuse and recycle is a good way to approach it.
10: In terms of sustainable energy, definitely what we call presumption, so that every um, single household or company produces their own energy and... um, well, even, even better so if it's more than they use themselves.
3: For the forests, uh, deforestation is a major source of emissions and at the same time linked to your sustainable living. So how do we produce food and especially meat is the major cause of deforestation and the major source of climate change, therefore? And then also the feedback, as with all the other things, of forest dieback due to climate change, forest fires.
1: And uh, force you said about uh, that it is related to waste or what did you use. Use? That, to that ah, I
6: yeah. Um, having the conservation of wildlife as like a a kind of benchmark or a set of um yeah, basically conserving wildlife in order to ensure that you're. Protecting oceans and forestry in protected areas.
1: So I would add to this. Um, so we have waste management. Uh, Eco-villages. So these are kind of exemplary um, places where you have kind of the the goal that we all would have as a sustainable society, like a self. Um, you have enough resources within this village, and this is like a UN definition um, for a future city that we don't yet have. This is something I would definitely add here. Um, so.
0: Mm. Uh, Can I add one more? I have the microphone here. Uh, I want to connect forest and wildlife topics, uh, extension of species and the protection of uh, different species, or like, you know, a typical wildlife, they're also kind of linked to the forest, forest related issues like deforestation. So, species protection could be.
1: Thank you. Um,
7: What I'd say that I was reading about yesterday. Um, to do with
1: oceans but also connecting waste management and wildlife would be how do we solve the problem of uh, like illegal dumping in the oceans from shipping crates and whatever and oil spills to this is waste management it's also to do with sustainable energy because we shouldn't be you know drilling for oil and then also it affects the wildlife that's in the ocean.
5: I have one for um, the, uh, the the wildlife folks. I think um, it is uh, reanimating and uh, uh, restorating rural areas as they are uh, as is being done in Africa we have a very inspiring project um, at the university that's called Re- revival which is a play with words that's uh, rural and uh, yeah revival somehow
2: Um I kind of um I kind of want to propose a stance that will probably make me unpopular, but I think we should strike out wildlife because it's a pure symptom. Um maybe Agreed. I should explain. Um thanks. Um you know if we if we think of climate change as a cancer, then if you treat it, it there might be hair loss. But still you wouldn't go to a deck doctor which would primarily treat the hair loss because it's just a symptom. It doesn't feed back into the climate change issue at all. And if you you do climate change prevention, right, you might save the wildlife as well, but it's neither a goal nor a a, um, cause.
4: Uh, I disagree. (laughs) Because, for example, without bees, uh, there is no more plants at some point, right? I mean, you know.
9: I think the thing is just we need biodiversity or bioresilience, which is probably what wildlife is, but I think it's probably just named wrong, but essentially bioresilience. Um, I think for waste management, I think that doesn't take into account production, which obviously waste management is only the end side, but production and waste management should be all together. What
3: about people?
9: Sustainable living. Yeah,
3: but like what about overpopulation? Like what about migrants? What about...
9: Oh, you want to bring up overpopulation now? Oh, shit. I mean,
8: (laughs) what about bringing it up? It's already here. Like... (laughs) Um, I would... uh, I have another kind of... uh, Curveball, maybe uh, related to what I do, is communication and how you speak about this topic. Uh, I think is almost a theme in and of itself uh, when we try to bring solutions and talk about what climate change is, and it's got to do with attitude, but also to with mindsets. Yeah, thank
1: you. So. Um what the point of this exercise was and uh, we can argue on how these are named in many ways like I totally agree that biodiversity is a good name to have um, I would definitely disagree that climate change shouldn't be a separate category itself because one thing that we realize when you know I think it was a great way to uh, start by you know having someone making a comment about connecting waste management forests, and uh, w- like sustainable living in one, shows that climate change is not one topic. It is a correlation between a lot of issues because you have your stake on the table that is the result of deforestation, loss of habitat for wildlife. It is the result of uh, loss of flora, fauna and desertification. It's kind of a domino effect that you cannot simply consider as like, you know, oh yeah, but I'm going to stop my meat consumption and the whole planet is going to be fine. Um, and it, this is this is amazing that we came up with this uh, kind of, you know, uh, jungle of issues, which shows how complex the problem that we're dealing with is. Um, and now I want to twist a bit the way we think about this. So um, I think we can go on for another probably half an hour, three hours, about thinking of all the related issues that we know of. Uh, we're in an informed group of people, uh, audience that is not the whole planet. We should never forget this. I can tell you I'm working with this on a daily basis and it's sometimes quite challenging to not to not remember how um, very still few people are uh, determined to fight climate change as we are here. Um, so now I would like to think, uh, to ask you to, starting with these issues, if you feel like you want to add another one, please do. But Looking at all, each one of them and telling me with one or two words what stakeholder is necessary to be able to uh, address this effectively. So we say, like for example, uh, you know, nutrition. Who is involved in solving this problem for uh, for people? We say, like meat production. How and you know, we can go philosophical. We can go practical, economical. I know that this is like a big question that I'm asking, but let's see how we go about it and I'll try to do my best to navigate it, Uh, yeah, so.
6: I think um, in terms of things that people consume, um, for sure a government could outlaw, I don't know, a certain number of kilograms of red meat eating each year. Um, But if less people give the demand for that meat, then the knock-on effect will just be uh, much more practical, I think.
9: I think those three will probably be it for like all of them, right? Like consumer, industry, and government, like pretty much. Well, because, like, for example, if you think about waste management, right, which is an easy example. So, obviously, from the production end, that happens on the corporation's end. They are the ones who produce the designers and manufacturers, so they need to decide how they're going to design waste out of the system. Then on the consumer level, once they actually take the item, they are responsible for obviously sorting their waste to a certain level. And then the governance is obviously responsible for then taking that all that waste and then sorting it from that. So, like, I find that those three players are always interlinked in many of these situations of course less so in stuff like oceans or forests and stuff but definitely in the vast majority of stuff like sustainable living government corporation everything from regulation to production to consumption they're all three interlinked so like i would say that's for a lot of them even energy for example right do so you have the production of it but then your government's going to have to regulate set prices and stuff like that and then the individual has how much do they, how much energy do they consume so besides maybe stuff like oceans and wildlife and stuff i find most of them are through those three. Oh
10: yeah i i think i just want to add on that because um i happen to work with uh, an initiative that uh, came from being a, a simple club like a like a, an initiative of a couple of individuals just uh, setting up like in germany energy transition has been going on for 20 years in terms of like self-generation and they thought of like Let's say sustainable living um, twenty years ago as something they want to want to live by, but they realized them as individuals weren't powerful enough. So what I think what we tend to forget is that of course we are responsible on, a, on an individual level, on a, an industrial level, on a governmental level. But we have we have to make it happen, and that's what they did. That's what I love about this this company, um, that they actually formed. Several companies—they still have the initiative going. They still have the club going, so they they uh, promote sustainable living as a club. So I think this is like this is the perfect example, not only where you have like these players, but where you where you have to really um, create new forms of initiatives. Um, I have the microphone. Um, I, w- I was just going to say
8: about about your point, uh, and I think waste management is actually a good example if you look at what happened with the consumption of plastic bags, uh, you know, it was a problem that's been on the, you know, on the table for quite a while. And when just the governments decided to outlaw a certain type of plastic bag, then the consumption dropped by, I think, 85% in the UK. So I think we have to ask ourselves, like, what does that inform in terms of efficiency if we get all individuals to kind of try and do something voluntarily or if it's the government actually, you know, deciding that this is an outlaw, isn't it more effective?
9: So, undoubtedly, like, between the three, right, I'm not saying that that they're not equal, but I'm saying the government outlawed them how, right? Because people, most of the time, put a lot of pressure or made a lot of noise about it, and so then the governments did it, right? And then, obviously, the corporations need to come up with new solutions that, you know, we may have reusable bags or cotton bags or da, 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 da. i am not saying that you... All three of them are equal, but I'm saying all three of them play a part, right? To say only one, I mean, you can't just have only government and we only all become politicians, right? Then let's not talk about individuals. You can't only have initiatives because without initiatives backed by corporations or by government support, then they they will just die out eventually from volunteerism. So I'm saying it's always going to be a combination of three. You might lean really heavily on one in the beginning, like a lot on the individual, which then garners government support, which then pressures corporations. Or maybe you have a really good corporational solution that then makes individual change very easy and then government can regulate it. But you're always going to play with the three and you're going to lean at different points at different phases of the solution.
1: It's absolutely true what you're saying but uh, you have to understand that actually reality is not like this. (laughs) Uh, At the moment you have all these players fighting individually to explain what climate change is. You have a country that is like the US where the topic is politicized because unfortunately someone like Trump is in power. You have places like Germany which have a long long standing history of sustainable uh, living standards that are higher than you know just they have been naturally organically introduced. Um, and then you have NGOs that are in, incapable of communicating themselves in a convincing manner and get money predominantly or from corporates or individuals who base their giving on their budgetary capacities, um, which means it's the end of the tax year, it is the end of uh, your it's the beginning of your salary like you know these kinds of decision makers uh, m- making patterns. And then um, you have corporates that now, because, thank God, it's becoming sexy and important to talk about this topic and some are being pushed even by the law to change, um, now corporates are taking stance and shifting their CSR programs towards becoming more green. You are like, you know, you nailed it in the way you explain it, and I totally agree with you, but what the the, the current fight we have at the moment is to go through this stage, which is not this stage, go through this stage of having a universal description and definition of what climate change is, which we don't have yet. Like, you know, we still debate. There's like ways that you can connect the sustainability goals, you can connect like, you know, how NGOs define their science and all that kind of stuff, but we're not there yet to be able to collaborate properly, which is why this discussion is important to kind of understand what it takes to get to the point. So I... Wanted to, you wanted to say something I was,
3: you, you pretty much hit, nailed what I was going to say on the head um, I was going to point out that climate change was politicized in the United States far before Trump was ever in office Yeah. in fact a lot of the early research on climate change was done in the 1970s through Chevron and then suppressed uh, I think one thing that m- I don't think it quite goes into the categories that we have defined there is species survival uh, because it like I don't think sustainable living does necessarily
1: exist
3: no, no our species ah, like humans ah yeah okay uh, and like that's, I think that's a very important topic that we kind of are glossing over right now. Is that there isn't really like, I mean, I don't have to preach to the choir. So who wants to talk next?
1: <laughs> yeah, you.
9: I feel it's redundant to write species survival because that's what climate change is about. Period. So, cl- cl- so firstly it depends on how you define sustainability like i, I say we just had the discussion over here are you defining sustainability as the survival of life on the, on, on the planet or human life life because is
1: going to survive on e- the planet. exactly so life is
9: going to survive no matter what so once we die life is probably better off without us yeah. so species survival is specifically referencing us which is the whole point of climate change we're talking about climate change killing us so to have it as a category when it's actually the goal I find to be redundant. Do you know what I mean?
1: That's why we found a middle ground where it's kind of the end game if we don't solve this.
9: But So that's what I mean by a lot of times we talk about definitions not being clear. When we talk about climate change, someone who's a farmer might think a lot about, oh, agriculture. Climate change period is about human survival, it's not about anything else. Like that should be clear from the get-go. And I think the fact that we might sometimes separate ourselves from that is actually our own bias towards either nature or organics or vegans or animal welfare, like Climate change period, human life. That's what it's about, Like,
1: So, uh, yeah.
5: I would add that um, naming the actors on the other chart uh, brings us, I think, to uh, a problem that consists of attention to the problem uh, in various ways, the communication of the problem, and the framing of the problem. Because what uh, you said is uh, different people, Chevron and Trump, frame the problem in a different way. uh, and so I think we can talk about actors in the system but we also have to talk about ways of communicating who is listening to whom and how is the message being broadcasted to everybody and who listens so that's perhaps the next layer of the problem
1: that's exactly the next exercise that we're gonna do and uh, this is why we have tomatoes on the next page Um, so This is, like, an incredibly simplified process of, like, how a tomato gets to your house, to our house. Um, And let's just do, like, a quick exercise of us listing, like, you know, who's involved in this, like, you know, but just, you know, just getting to the... uh, Getting to... um, How do we get there? And then we... And then we move on to... (laughs) you want to go and get it? Um.
9: Oh, that's okay. That's right. So, I mean, production depends where. But, for example, if Monsanto is involved, then it's like the seeds buying, the, the fertilizer and all that type of stuff. And then land use, all that type of stuff for agriculture. And then after that, it would be the farmer involved. And then from the farmer, well, obviously the farmer and the industry is connected, right? Because then they have deals with them. The farmer also has to work with government regulation about their quotas. For example, in France, how much can you sell? How much can you not sell? Okay, from there, okay
1: let's do it like that. We take the process from the Monsanto perspective and from the farmer, like uh, the one that gets to the German, you know, on the farmer's market that you see um, in Neukölln, for example. So, so if we just list on one side, like the, the stakeholders involved, so we say that this is Monsanto. So
9: the seed seller, right? So okay. Whoever has the, whoever has control of seeds, and then obviously fertilizer and all that type of stuff, right? That requires from, from growing. So that's one player. Yeah,
1: and that's a corporate.
9: Uh, depends. Yeah, Mo- sometimes often, it's corporate. Yeah. yeah, most of it's corporate. But then, you, and then you'd also have uh, land use, right? So for the that would be government most of the time. So whoever who's owning that agricultural land, then of course you have the farmer who's either leasing so the land or sometimes owning the land. The farmer, yeah. Himself, like, or herself, sorry. For the land use. Anyone else want to keep going? So many more, like.
8: Yeah, there's a bunch for sure. Um, one that comes into each, arguably, each stage of production is the consumer, because uh, the consumer opinion and the feedback loops, etc., influences the way it's being produced. It, it is. Uh, for the bio market, for example, uh, it's you know it's growing because there is uh, people asking and so where would that consumer go into there? Does uh,
1: that work? that is the the point of this exercise is to look at all the items ingredients so to say of getting to the supermarket the consumer is involved but at this stage uh, we're looking at like you know you have your edeka uh, tomatoes or any okay. kind of supermarket it's not about like, you know, you sending feedback to your farmer about the quality of there's the, 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 in the yeah. There's
3: yeah. the plastics involved in the fertilizer? There's the plastics involved in the packaging.
5: And there's water used to uh, grow them. Yeah.
1: Where does this come from? the uh, the government. Where does this come from? is it the water the government water provider?
5: Yeah, it might be, but it can be also, um, what is it called uh, when you
1: uh,
9: drill a a hole in the ground? What? A well. A well. So there's also the insurance company to insure all this type of stuff for your yield. Then there's the middleman distributor. Then there's a logistics um, system often supplied by also Etika or whoever is buying that. Yeah, the, distribu- well, the, the distributor and the logistics. Sometimes they're separate, sometimes they're the same. Yeah.
3: Are you including transportation in that?
9: Yeah, just like general Yeah, like general logistics. And then sometimes farmers are, part, are a part of like co-ops or groups where they uh, bring all their stuff together and then that goes through a distribution system as well. Sometimes that there's a co-op and then it goes eventually to the seller. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, so, uh, I, have, I have something to add. Um, so, uh, especially in the big production
4: cycle, you also have um, a lot of people that are involved in harvesting, for example. So, they are not the farmers, but they are extra, uh, you know, people brought in sometimes into the country. Sometimes they are forced to work into the, uh, in that area, so I think we should have them as... Yeah, sometimes there's forced labor involved as well, especially if you look into the Mediterranean today.
1: And we all agree that this is more or less the, let's say, the Monsanto process of it. I can
9: And then maybe packaging, like yeah, part it of there somewhere? Plastic. Oh, sorry, I yeah. can see that. Exactly. Plastic,
1: sorry. So, um, so uh, yeah, please. Logistics is here. So what we have, I'm just going to read it for there. everyone's, uh, like you know, seed selling, land use, force, forced labor, plastic, water, insurance, distributor, logistics, co-ops sometimes, and then the seller, which is essentially your uh, supermarket or whatever it is. Um, so w- what we can see here, this is like the overly complicated. Oh, yeah.
5: I think we have to add the consumer because there are so many uh, tomatoes being thrown away as other things are too, because people buy more than they eat and then they throw it away with with rotten.
10: I'd just like to add to what you just said, because um, it's not only that we buy too much, but it's also that we uh, want things to be there at any time, anywhere, as much as we like them to have, as much of it as we like to have, even though we don't even consume it or buy it.
1: Absolutely.
4: Um, Um, Sorry, we also need um, energy or electricity for all these uh, things, basically. I put it
1: here because it's a bit of an overarching, yeah. So that's the government. Um, Yeah. Actually,
2: um, you made a good point about people throwing away food, but it's—I think it's a—it merits its own category because at every step of the way, a lot of the food is thrown away as far as I know the two biggest problems with food are animal agriculture and food waste so it should be probably on there somewhere
1: but um, yeah. food waste is we basically buy and don't use
2: no it's actually at every step of the way they will throw away a part of the f- of the tomatoes will throw away yes
1: the part and of 40 the tomato percent that will yeah 40% of that, what yeah. we produce does not get used it goes yeah. in landfills and uh, I think this is fair because we do carry a responsibility it's of knowing it is, of course. But we can. But that's
2: my that's my point. It's not it's not only the consu- It's not us buying too many. It's uh, us buying too many too ma- more tomatoes than wheat is only a fraction of the problem. This is why it probably merits. It's actually already you know when when you when you have the machines going through the fields that you don't. Actually, you only pick up something like eighty percent because it's more economical. That when it goes to the distributor, a lot of them would be thrown away. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What the the point of the the point of this is essentially to list out all the responsible stakeholders involved in this. I can add to each one of those like the waste aspect, Ah, but sorry, I mean no, and it's totally fair. But you know, I'm sure that these guys overdo it because we've gotten now to a stage where let's not. uh, Yeah, we're gonna get there. So, um, what was the point of this exercise? Essentially, what we can see here is like a long and complicated chain of different stakeholders that have the bargaining power to push, you know, as we can see, the tomato that we're eating within this whole process is essentially, you know, this being the, the production somewhere here in the process. Um, but it's only one little aspect of this thing and a little fraction of the money that are being made along the way and um this makes it this changes a bit like shifts a bit uh how we need to approach not our tomato buying but how we need to approach understanding what is involved in this whole problem that climate change is um and Yes, we can always speak, like, you know, about the overconsumption of meat and the meat production and all these things, but it is all these other corporate and individual and all sorts of stakeholders that are involved in the decision-making that leads to us having a less sustainable society. So, the final thing, because we have only 10 minutes, um, the final, uh, like, question that I would have for you, and this would be, again, another exercise to kind of... uh, you know, do uh, with one or two people uh, would be to actually, let's do it first, like mm, a bit more structured. Uh, The person that is sitting next to you just have, uh, or the two people sitting next to you, um, think of your like understanding this, because we kind of had the opportunity now to structure a bit the problem, look at the size of the problem, look at who's involved in it. What is your best kind of solution for this whole? Uh, and obviously, this is you know a big, big deal. Uh, obviously, it's uh, the end game is collaboration. But what would be the way for us to address this today as individuals that have the voice, that have the capacity to take actions not when they buy stuff, when they speak to the um, employers, when they, uh, you know. Speak to their governmental uh, representatives. What is our best, like, way to respond? Leaving this one-hour discussion today, just have a quick, like, uh, five-minute, three-five-minute chat. I'm gonna, um, and then we kind of summarize the 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 conclusions we got to. Okay, guys. uh, So, because we are like running out of time. Can we please, like, each team uh, says with one sentence, I know it's not one sentence topic, but, like, to say with one sentence what was the conclusion about response to climate change today getting out of this building now on an individual basis that has the domino effect for other stakeholders that we mentioned earlier?
7: So I think it's uh, educating others and ourselves that... Climate change is something affecting yourself and your life personally, because everything else will be, you know, we're very egocentric beings. So whenever we address it about it's not about us but about someone else, it will not the action will not bring anything. So we have to make sure that everybody understands that everything is connected and we are connected to the planet. And if we are not gonna change Like, we will die ourselves. And I think this will bring more people to action than when they care about whales or another uh, animal or plant or whatever.
1: That's a good one. Thank you.
9: Essentially, it's just to rebrand sustainability and climate change to be separate from environmentalism, separate from ocean care, separate from permaculture and all that type of stuff, which is about... Environmental is about taking care of trees sustainability is about taking care of humans and so the problem is that it all gets mixed up and people don't know what it is So just rebranding the climate change to be related to humans not related to the environment, even though it obviously is
4: Yeah.
2: Um, we had this suggestion that um, telling to people um, the huge, how huge the problem is might be actually di- disencouraging and having implementing into this this process the philosophy that it, that even big things can be done one step at a time. Okay. This would
1: wow. be.
4: Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, we mainly talked about um, communication as well in the terms of being more outspoken about your needs and wants. Um, of course, there's tools also. We talked about change.org um, that you can use um, to reach out to politicians, but also simple things. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, ask for an option that is vegan or vegetarian. Uh, if you're at the supermarket, tell them that you're annoyed uh, that you don't want to take the plastic bag because of sustainability. And if you, um, see a lot of plastic packaging, write an email to the company. And the more people do that, the more they'll be aware of it because that's their priority in our diversified economy. Uh,
3: I think the general the general sentence from our conversation is, when should I start to worry?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, we all spoke mostly that Revolves around education and communication, like how you communicate climate change as a topic. You know, connected to your daily life problems, like how it's gonna impact your daily life. Like, and you, we, we should communicate in such a way that, like, you know, climate change is going to you as an individual, you as a community. This, so you have to understand the problem, and you have to react uh, in a best way possible
5: yeah we had uh, we had not co- not a conclusion but different aspects like uh, ince- having incentives for uh, corporations uh, to perhaps focus on more uh, consumer based way of producing it right and uh, we had the aspect of um, putting more efforts in cooperatives um, as a model where different stakeholders can bring up their values and negotiate the values to produce in a more purpose driven way
1: nice Awesome, well, um, what we came out with is amazing and it's really great that it kind of comes to the conclusion that we need to integrate all the stakeholders. We need to speak out, it's really great example how you gave, like, you know, you notice something, you know, whether it's in a shop, whether it's in the behavior of your employer or whatever it is, like, you know, just speak out, be uh, the one that questions and feels comfortable asking questions. Um, what my my opinion would be is that we need to remove the stigma related to climate change, which is the idea that, you know, it's either the boom data uh, that we know of, which is like 2050, no water, no drinkable water uh, to access in so many places like London and all sorts of stuff. Um, and like, you know, these people are going to be out of, uh, you know, their houses because of rising sea levels. Instead of like trying to like ignore these statistics, we need to like embrace them and just start acting on them, regardless if your work is related to climate change. um, I know it's convenient for me because this is what I do on a daily basis, so I have the time to focus all my efforts on doing what I can uh, to fight with climate change. But regardless of what you do, Everything is a domino effect. One action on your side, one comment on your side, would lead to a question mark in the mind of someone else. And whether it be it like you know, I I keep on remind saying employer, but it's really important because this is a communication channel that has been forgotten with regards to communicating your wishes and needs with regards to climate change. Because it's always considered that it always goes top down. Um, But just like. We understood how complex the problem is. We just need to understand that, like, you know, it's one step at a time for sure, but it is also like, you know, being able to say it out loud at the moment when it's happening, so that you don't wait for this one step at a time to happen at the end of each fifth week when you see the same problem. And obviously the change within ourselves, because the data shows that we still have capacity to address these issues. Yes, now it's not like, you know, um, it's not, adapting like it's more adapting our actual environment to the climate change the rising sea levels but there's still hope for humanity to survive for the next generations this is what the data shows but the data also shows uh, and for anyone that is interested i'm happy to send you this incredible paper that came out last week in nature uh, basically like they it's expected uh, what these guys did is that they took all the policies that exist at the moment all across the world and compared them to the the Paris, finishing now, compared them to the Paris commitments and essentially modeled out how much would be the temperature increase based on these commitments. US 5 degrees increase, like you know, it's kind of there's some mind-blowing results that came out of this paper and we need to understand that the problem is here and we need to act on it, so Whatever it else drives you mad or excited on daily basis, never forget about climate change, because it's gonna hinder you from being able to do all the other things that make you happy. So thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here.